Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, everybody. How are you doing? To my left, you dub himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics podcast. My name is Marvin. Uh, here to talk about all the things comics in the uh, comic realm. Uh, you know, you had asked me, Alex, and, and it's a very apropos question, whether or not this show had any kind of AI involvement tonight. You were saying, hey, does it have AI and I was like, yeah, well, I didn't answer. Um, I answered via um, song, as I do. As I do most of the time. Huh. That lime is still in my throat. That lime popsicle. I was like, what happened? Yeah, I was like, uh, 101 on 101. Um, I feel like I'm losing out on some stuff. Before gosh. the show started, I, I tried to uh, eat a lime popsicle, and it was the worst thing I ever tasted. And I got to get out of my throat here. So um, I did ask for um, uh, our new intern, because Todd, you said, is Todd make anything? And Murr, he uh, got banished. He's inside the ear of Corey now. Um, but I asked our new intern, uh, Tom, um, if he could uh, do a game tonight. And he said that he... A while back, um, Todd did one Would You Rather with Superpowers, and so he wanted to try and see if he was better at it. So I have not read these at all, these top three, so we all can play. Um, I have no clue what it's going to say. This is from Tom, all right? Number one, here you go. Would you rather have the ability to fly supersonic speeds but never be able to touch the ground again or be completely invisible but unable to interact with the physical world in any way? I'd be fine with the flying because mm-hmm. then I, I would never have to worry about slipping uh, or getting grass stains because I can't fall on the ground. Gravity would mean almost nothing. It'd be great. I'm going to go invisibility just because I can't interact with the physical world doesn't mean I can't, uh, you know, get some results on some gambling. Um, <laughs> yeah, no other illicit activities whatsoever. So that's that's probably it. You would basically be, be just like a fly in the room because you wouldn't have enough power to do anything. The you know? uh, let me know if it, if this makes the first one never touch the ground again. We're talking. Does that mean any kind of surface? Or are we talking about the physical earth? I feel like I couldn't touch the bottom of the ground. I feel like if I'm if I'm going down the stairs, I can't touch the stairs, but I could sit in a chair with your feet up. With my feet up. So I guess I'd actually have to have my feet elevated because you're right. If I had my feet down, then I'd still be floating just above the chair. That's fine. See, it sounds like torture. It's it's like my theory when flying, like Superman flying, how he doesn't have neck pain. Yeah, but you know the weird thing is I don't, have to go, I don't have to go supersonic. I just, I can go supersonic. Well, that's true, but you still have to look up when you're flying. <laughs> not if you do the Superman just like float on the ground type of thing. You just See, enter a room floating through the room. <laughs> you yeah. can't float on the ground, Alex. That's the ground. You can't touch it. Yeah, but that's floating then. So I float above the ground the whole way, of course. Like a king. Everywhere I enter, I'm a king. Okay. 
I'm going to go with uh, Garrett and go invisible. Yeah. Just uh, more convenient to think. It doesn't really mess up your entire life. And I'll just think of it as, be seen. as just me can't just... You can't touch anything. Okay. You can, oh, you can turn invisible, but you can't do anything while invisible. Yeah. Okay. It says what superpower. It doesn't say, like, that's how you are. Well, when yeah. would you come out of it? I guess it would be the same. It I does say, would you rather have the ability to be completely mm-hmm. invisible? I know. I see that as you can turn to it. So if you're in the physical world, then you can touch stuff. Uh, number two, would you rather possess superhuman strength that can lift mountains but never be able to speak or communicate or have the power of telepathy but can constantly hear everybody's thoughts, including their darkest secrets, with no way to turn it off. Jeez. Can telepathy. I'm going telepathy because even Superman can hear people like crazy, but he he figured it out. Just you focus with on what no you want. No way to turn it off. It doesn't say that. He didn't autocorrect that. You added that. No, it says that right there. With no way to turn it off. It was the last sentence. I don't know if I I'm not saying you have to turn it off. You have to attune to it. You have to control it. If they learn to ignore what you don't want to hear. Right. <clears throat> so you're not turning anything off. You're just focusing on what you want to listen uh, to. To being you... a man. <laughs> yeah. What do you got to say anyways? Well, I just want to ask, what if I, if, I'm, if I have that telepathy thing, what about when I go to sleep? Do I still hear it? So, because I can't turn it off, can I sleep in a container like Daredevil does that's filled with water to at least drown it out? Hmm. You can, but it has to be sealed tight. So I'll be dead. <laughs> or or sleep with a fan on. That's Ooh, super loud. I, I, Just focus, I, focus already, on the fan. I already do. That's true. That's true. I'd probably go with telepathy because I, I don't know if I can learn sign language. Yeah, I'm getting pretty old, so... Here, the thoughts go di- the thoughts go directly into your brain. The fan's not gonna fucking matter. If I focus on the fan, I can't hear the other ones. I you're I acting think. like this thing is an on and off. It's, it's not, not an on and off. It's, it's an it's on. A, a conscious but, focus on something else. Right. It's like being a uh, sumo. You you don't it's feel like the pain. Daredevil. I, I don't believe all the ones that can hear all those sounds in their brain. I don't believe you can hone and and, and get to that ability. I literally well, have people ignore me all the time. I don't. You don't have to believe. And I have to believe it. I mean, so I, I talk to you guys, and half the time I don't know if you even hear me. <laughs> I'm gonna do superhuman strength and be uh, not speak or communicate. I, that seems just like that one. I, I didn't even think about that one because I thought one, I can't talk to anybody. That's like what I do all the time is talk. I do like the quiet. But then when you said I can't commute, communicate in any fashion, that means you can't even do sign language. You literally are just a big, dumb, strong thing. Yeah, you're like, uh, what's this fucking nuts, uh, the Inhuman? Um, I can't think of his name. Black Bolt. Black Bolt, Black Bolt. Black Bolt. yeah. No, that's different. <laughs> you're basically him. Because you're trucking mountains of people now. <laughs> yeah, he's pissed off that he's royalty, but he can't I can't talk. remember if I he... How strong of a mountain, how big of a mountain can he pick up? Mount Everest or like a black hill? It says mountains <laughs> with an S, so it means multiple. So I can mm. pick up the whole fucking Rockies, but I can't talk or communicate in any fashion. Yeah. 
So you're almost going to be seen as the enemy. You're, you're going to be out there as the enemy then. Yeah, Marvin, you're the bad guy in this story. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds it. like Lex Luthor to me. <laughs> Love it. Um, land. You always need more land. <laughs> I think, I can't remember. Does Medusa have telepath abilities? No, she's got the long hair. I didn't think she had telepathic. She has like paralyzing, like you see her, if you look at her hair, you technically turn he's stuff. Totally in, he's totally inhuman, not the Gorgon. Oh. Well, fuck that inhuman. Those things don't even exist anymore. <laughs> That's a- Gosh. Listen, we'll circle back around. They'll they'll bring him <laughs> back. Yeah, I don't know. Doubt it. They literally keep the kept the fucking dog in Blackwall. Everybody else like disappeared. Uh, let's see here. Where's her powers at? Um, personal information, creator powers. You think this would be right here, but I don't see it anywhere. Since I don't think she's telepathic. They don't. I don't think they normally bring her in as a telepath. I thought her hair was like sentient. Is your powers, bro? Medusa, the Inhuman. Correct. Terrigen Mist. Terrigen. I still remember that first. That cover number one would have looked like for Inhumans that never came out with that dude just in the crowd, like bursting into flame. Never know. You never know. It's it's it's. Here's the reason why I'm looking because in the comic, Black Bolt has telepathy, or it's Medusa that has telepathy, and that's how they talk because he can't talk in in real life. So instead, he talks in telepath. I can't remember. We're gonna move on though, because I can't find a definitive answer. Who's doing what? Shenanigans. Because I got Black Bolt here. And uh, all I got for abilities is superhuman, uh, physiologically granting, which is strength, speed, stamina, yeah, you know, the usual. Destructive hypersonic voice, particle manipulation. Oh, here it is. Telepathic immunity. Oh, immunity. Limited telepath. Yeah. Okay, there it is. He can talk to people using telepathy. So that's what I'm saying. Medusa can control the movement of her hair as if it were countless thin appendages going from her head. A psionic right. field permeates her... Med- Mutagenically altered hair cells. Yeah, no, she's she's just hair. Well, let me ask you this question, Alex. Would you rather have the power to heal any injury or illness instantly with the touch, but be cursed to always feel the pain of those you heal, or have the power of time travel, but un or unable to control when and where you end up risking unintended consequences every time? Tom is full of shit because Todd asked us that one the last time. And I would go with healing. Shit, I, I would do a little John coffee. You know, like the drink, just not spilled. The oh, same. yeah. We, he did say uh, that because we had this conversation, John coffee. Yeah. And well, I was also thinking there's a Black uh, Mirror episode exactly like <laughs> that, too. So, Tom, get your shit straight. You're kicked out of this group already. Let me, should I ask him for one more then? A different one? Yeah. Give me one more, Tom. Would you rather Give me, kick here we go. the dick or kick the dick? He says, certainly. Here's another one. Would you rather possess the ability to become invisible at will, <clears throat> but have uncontrollable random bouts of invisibility that last for hours at a time, or, so basically you can turn invisible, but every once in a while it just randomly turns on, and you don't know <laughs> when it's going to come back off. 
Can you imagine you're like driving and all of a sudden, and it's like, who's driving that fucking car? I, I'm sorry, actually, what made me laugh is that I imagined when you, I didn't imagine when you started to say bowel, I thought you were going to say, but you have like loose bowel syndrome. <laughs> so you're invisible and the shit. Does this smell like ass linear to you guys? Would you rather have the, or the power of teleportation, but there, with the catch that every time you teleport, uh, you have 50% chance of arriving at your intended destination and a 50% chance to end up in a random, potentially dangerous location. I would do the teleportation. Yep, same. Just because even if I did end up in the wrong place, as long as it's not a wall, I can just teleport back out. Yeah, I mean, and 50% chance, I'll take those odds. What if you Every teleport again, and I'll make it? What if you teleport in the middle of a volcano? Dead. That's true. But yeah. see, like, weirdly enough, when I thought of teleporting, still, I literally show up hotter than fucking shit, teleport back out. Yeah, I might have melted a leg or two, but I, you know what? If I can teleport, you I'm think sure you're that I can quick. mechanical legs. The body takes like four to seven seconds to completely burn up in situations like that. So we're fine. So, shit, back yeah. out. You're like, right. um, you ever you, heard of Darth Vader? He came back. Have you seen this? <laughs> have you seen that Dungeon and Dragons movie? Yes, no. I did. It was so good. Not to spoil it at all, Alex, but there is a scene in which they go into something and it's established that it, it'll burn the skin off your bones within seconds. Yeah, right? the movie took a lot of liberties, I would say. And so to escape from something, they all jump into it, fall down this huge cliff, and then yeah. the. Is that when they're fighting the big fat dragon? Yes. And then. And he falls into the lava? Yeah, I know. I think you said you haven't seen it. I've. I haven't seen it, but that's what they showed the whole scene, pretty much. Okay. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other thing. No, I'm talking about this. I don't even. I don't even have a clue what you're referring to. But uh, in a second, the blue stuff in the maze. The blue stuff in the maze. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. It's not what Alex is talking about. The gelatinous cube. Yeah, yeah. It's with the 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 puzzle. That's gelatinous cube. Yeah. They jump into it and they fall down, and then one of them is able to turn into a snake to get out of it and then pull the rest of them out. It takes like a literally like two to four minutes. I'll say when they established earlier that within seconds, she was already getting burned. It's kind of like that with the volcano. You think you can just jump back out, but this motherfucker is going to destroy you. It's an instantaneous. That's why there's the, because I literally have just made a vacuum in the space of that spot. So guess what? It is, boom, I'm out. Shit, I'm at the cartel place. Back out. Shit, I'm in Russia. Come back out. Man, I'm still not where I should be, but whatever. I'm not in either of those two shitty places. I just keep disappearing. Yeah. Sure, I'd be late for work all the time, but... Okay, I found this thing. How many volcanoes are there left in the world? I mean, come on. I'm sure there's a shitload of them. Plus, Marvin hasn't said whether or not I can get stuck in a wall. You can, anywhere. I'm still going to go with the teleporting. Yeah, I'll until th- I hit that wall, then I'm dead. I'll, I'll say this, Alex. Even though there are molecules and atoms in the air, um, by you popping out of the existence, would the, the universe needs to autocorrect and put your atoms back into it because you can't destroy an atom, right? So for you, it's just converting when you teleport your atoms to uh, material that can be quickly moved to another place, light, sound, whatever. Um, so I'm going to say that since, um, molecules cannot be deleted and only can be moved, 
that even if you were to be put into like a rock, I'm just talking rock here, no lava, like a rock or somewhere solid, it would like have room around you. So you would be alive for like, what, a couple seconds? You probably could just jump out of it. That's true. That's true. You're right. It's not good. It would impale your body. Um, but the lava, I did look here. And according to um, a website called uh, Google, fallinginhotlava.com. Tomsinformation.org. Stating that you will burn after three seconds to three melt seconds? a human. That's literally long. I mean, that's implying that I fall into the lava, right? What if I just, I mean, I'm thinking, what if I land in the air above it? You'll just get a, a couple blisters. Or what yeah, if, but if, what do you have in, in the middle of it? I mean, there'll be like a small yeah, second where you'll be dead. Be like a, then even if I do teleport, I will be a melted goo thing after I've gotten wherever I'm going. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know if I like this teleportation. I'm going to pick the uh, invisible with random uncontrollable bouts of being invisible. It can last hours. Uncontrollable bowel syndrome. I'm going to stick with the teleportation. Like, I want to be able to. I don't know if you understand this, Alex. I want to be able to turn invisible, but then somebody's talking to me. And I may just pop out of existence and their mind might explode. Like, I'm not looking to explode myself in the middle of a lava pit. I'm looking to explode minds out there. But just think what happens if I have the teleportation and I teleport where you're at and I find out that Marvin just disappeared. I can tell someone, hey, he just went invisible. Watch out. He's still here. And He's it, just watching And it. it doesn't give you a percentage, but I'm going to guess since it's so random and bouts that it probably isn't as good as 50-50. Of you teleporting somewhere you don't want to be. Like, would you take a 50% chance? I feel like, like there's some kind of physics or science that wouldn't let you go into, like, a solid brick of atoms. I mean, the only thing is that you'd almost have to spray paint your arm so that you know where your arm is at. I mean, dude, you're not even going to know because you're invisible. You can't see yourself. You may not even know where you're at. Gosh. What the fuck are you Still talking about? Teleport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The invisibility, you don't wake up somewhere randomly, Alex. You won't be where you're supposed to be. Well, I control whether or not I teleport, just not where I ended up at. You're saying you might wake up one day and you might be invisible not knowing. Exactly. Now, or, or how long does that balcony last? What if it lasts for a year and you're invisible? No one thinks you're alive. Yeah, they can hear you talk, but they might just be going crazy. Now you've caused people to have psychosis and gone insane. And not to get too graphic, but uh, turn invisible unexpectedly and you have to go to the bathroom? Who's to say you're going to make your target? That's true. Or or you're invisible and you're taking a shit and your shit comes out and everyone's like, what the hell's going on here? I'm still on the bowel syndrome problem. Dude, get it lifted. They would, they would just be thinking that it's the return of that monster from Dogma, the shit monster. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Here he comes. He's building himself out of nothing. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that's good. That is good. And by the way, I like disappearing for a year, maybe every once in a while. You know, keep you guys in check. You got right. kids. Like, it wouldn't matter if you were a single man, but you're you're married and you got kids. You can't be leaving those kids going. I my father. I don't know where he's been. Listen, listen. Huh? I was just Dad, reading. Can I play the PS Five? Listen, <laughs> I was just reading, and this is a segue into the next segment. I was just reading uh, Batman Legend of the Dark Knight number one from, I don't even know what year. I should probably look that up. 
Um, but it's by Denny O'Neill. Oh, 90s. It's got to be. 90s. Let's see. Uh, Batman Legends, The Dark Knight. They used to do like arcs of stories. Um, bu- 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 1989. Um, mm. Which, by the way, also, back then, I'm looking at the coloring on this thing, and the art is by Flanagan, something Flanagan. Who was that? Let's see if I can find it quick. If not, who cares? Um, here it is. Ed, Haddock, uh, Ed Hannigan uh, and John Beatty on, on colors. Um, he's in Alaska, Batman, which, by the way, also sets the canon that Batman has been to Alaska. If you guys remember, I was going to make a Batman Alaska story. Um, mm. Actually, in that one, is it Scott Snyder in All-Star? Doesn't he go to Alaska for Mr. Freeze? Mm. It might have been one of Scott Snyder's issues, but I don't know which. Oh. Anyways, so and, and he's over there. The coloring is like they never do. and the, the shading on the humans always is what the coloring is of the environment. Like, they don't shade their skin color. It's like if the whole room is lit kind of bluish, then their skin's kind of blue. And if it's lit kind of, like, very yellow-orange, that's what their skins are. So I was noticing that, and that's a very 80s thing to do. And a lot of times now when they reprint something or they repackage it in a different kind of trade or hardcover, they go back and recolor it, uh, like they did for that Swamp Thing collection. And they take this kind of make make it more modern where they actually fully color it. And I wonder if that has to do with back then, if it was just cheaper to do that way. Because it doesn't seem like an artistic choice that makes any sense to me at all. It kind of really washes away your character. Um, I'm sure part of it has to be it just made it fat, I mean, faster for them to get the art done even, is if you've already colored it blue, just give that tint to your character instead. <clears throat> so he goes to Alaska. This is the first issue I, I was reading uh, the other day. Um, and he's gone, you know, like I just said, I'm Batman. I'm gone for a year. Maybe who knows he's gone and he goes to Alaska and he's going there to find someone that's been missing. Uh, either he, Batman, Bruce still thinks it, he's Bruce Wayne at this time. He's not Batman. Bruce still thinks that this person might be alive. The uh, guide he's taking up there with him does not. He said, you're going to find him. He's going to be dead. They're climbing a mountain, some high mountain in Alaska. I don't know. Do they, do they have high mountains like, like Everest? Denali. There we go. So he's up there in the mountain, and the guy who took the person they're looking for shoots the guide uh, middle of the forehead with a sniper rifle. Um, actually, I think beautiful descriptions from Denny O'Neill. Because in that part there, Alex, I think you would like it. It's like he hears the snap of the sniper rifle. That semi, that that um, sonic boom light sound. The bullet makes as it cracks through the air or something like that. And nice. um guy gets shot in the middle of the fucking forehead, falls off that mountain. Uh that, that force too. I saw that shit and I was just like, this Denny O'Neill knows what Alex likes. That sniper <laughs> to the head, it's not like a pistol and you're gonna go straight down. This shit's got some punch to it. And the uh guy who shot him is a southern guy, and he says, All right, Bruce Wayne. You coming up here to find this this per- I think it was I think it literally was Tom. Maybe that's why uh, our AI person I needed Tom. Um, I, sorry, that's his given name, um, Tom. And yeah, you come up here to find Tom, whatever. And then um, he is trying. He goes over there and tries to fight Bruce, and Bruce does this thing where he puts his parka, um, and he's not actually in it. 
so the guy goes gets up to it and sees that it's like he doesn't have to grab it or anything like that, which I was surprised about because usually when you see that trick, they go up to it and like grab it. You're like, dude, you could tell there's nobody fucking in that thing. But he saw just the parka as he was approaching. And he thought he was gonna get closer to get a sniper shot, and then when he got close enough, I'll say about twenty feet, maybe fifteen. I mean, it wasn't like so he was super close, but he wasn't too far away. And he notices that it's just a jacket. And he turns around. Bruce starts fighting him. Um, he's he said he's gonna gut Bruce, um, shoot him in the gut so that he gut bleeds. And he goes, "You been gut bleed, boy? You been gut bleed last hours?" Um, but then he picks out a knife because Bruce is on him, and he goes, "You know what? I'm just gonna choke you out instead." And then Bruce uh, reverses that knife, obviously, and slices his throat, and then throws him <laughs> off the mountain. Jeez. Damn. It, it's pretty good. Um, and then uh, Bruce, as he did that, though, uh, the man grabs for the parka to be like, oh, no. And he grabs it, uh, taking the parka with his pack with him. So now Bruce has nothing. Because he he, he could have had the, the, um, the guide's stuff, but he fell off the mountain after he got shot the sniper. And this guy falls off, and then he takes Bruce's stuff with him. So Bruce is by himself in the mountain with nothing. And he uh, goes for a little bit. He passes out. He wakes up. Meanwhile, has his fever dream about a story about a, a bat. Uh, in the book, he has this fever dream and he wakes up and the lady's like, my grandfather healed you. And uh, you can stay here just for a couple of days until you get your health back. And then a week passes and they still won't let him go because they're like, hey, you're not healthy yet. But he just says, fuck you. I'm getting out of here. And he starts leaving. And she's like, I got a question for you. Do you remember what my grandfather said to you when you were knocked out? And he's like, oh, the story about the bat? And she's like, oh, shit, you remember? She's like, don't say anything. That's sacred to our tribe. So I'll tell you all about it right now. So he has his dream <laughs> where this raven goes into this sickness. Um, they don't explain what it is, but he just gets infected with this sickness. And so the raven has it on them. And is hanging upside down, and and then a rat comes by, a mouse or rat, whatever you want to call it, mouse probably. Mouse comes by, and he says, "Oh, poor mouse, you got to help me here. You, what you need to do is blow away this sickness." And he goes, "How can a little mouse like me blow away as large a sickness as you have?" And he's like, "You'll find a way." And then the bat grows wings, and I mean the mouse grows wings and turns to a bat, and then. Uh, uses its wings to blow away the sickness and the raven is good then. And so, supposedly, if you tell this story and put on this mask, you're healed. And that's what happens to Bruce, she said. <laughs> Dude, I feel like I'm on some kind of acid trip. Right I know. Like, where are we right now? And then Bruce is like, <laughs> you actually think that is, uh, that's true? And she's like, you're better now, aren't you? And he's like, you just gave me a warm place to sleep on my body went into overdrive and took over. And I healed myself. First off, Bruce in this this uh in this <clears throat> time frame, uh, one hundred percent a dick. <laughs> he's just like, um, he's like, what do you mean? You just I, I no thank you. He's fucking just taking off, and then he just goes, um, my father has requested you. Oh, actually, goes my father has requested you to t- not tell the story. But before she even answers, he goes, he goes, I get you anything you want, money, and she goes, no, we don't need money. And then she goes, and he goes, what do you need? Stuff? And she's like, we don't we don't like material goods. So then that all happens. But then before they leave, he looks at her and he goes, why don't you come with me? I'll send, I'll send back money so you can move to the country. We can move in together and live together. 
And I was like, dude, you, this fucking lady, you know, for uh, maybe 20 seconds, you woke up and said, oh, maybe a week. You woke up and a week later, you're leaving her house and you're like, come to America and stuff like that. She's like, no, this is my place, whatever. Um, anyways, so I'm reading this book and I, it was mostly about the coloring as you were talking about, but, uh, it also is weird because like all the way up to this point, no Batman and it's almost halfway through the book. Right. And this kind of Batman, this trekking kind of adventure, almost like a James Bond Batman, uh, Garrett, I think mm-hmm. this is the Batman they need to have in the DCU. Like we've seen, we've seen the beginning Batman, right? And this is the beginning Batman. This is actually before he's even Batman. Um, uh, uh, later on, he <clears throat> goes out to fight people, vigilante style, um, and he's uh, he punches this lady in the face. <laughs> he's out there and he's stopping these pimps and hoes from from doing illegal activities. He says, and he beats up the pimps and the ladies, uh, both of them. You know what this reminds me of? Yeah. This reminds me of fucking uh, Craven's Last Hunt. Um, no, it's way better than that. I'm, I'm joking about it because now when I'm telling you guys, it seems hilarious. But when I was reading it, it was really good. Um, I think I'm just taking big liberties with how it actually played out. Like I'm missing some details, so it sounds crazy. Uh, but it's, it was good at the time. Uh, and, one, and one of the, the um, ladies that is with that pimp is Selena Kyle punches her right in the face but then the cops show up and they mistake him he goes they mistake who actually the bad guy is and they shoot him in the gut which is a callback to the beginning shoot him in the gut he gets away gets in his car goes all the way back home and before he left he told alfred he goes hey motherfucker come here and he said i know i've been gone for a long time but i'm gonna stay here i think i've i've this is my finished my travels that was it and he goes, but I'm going out again tonight. And and Alfred's like, you've been on this path for 12 years. Uh, there's nothing I can say that won't stop you from walking out that door. All I, all I can say is be careful. So, you know, he obviously gets shot in the gut, comes back, comes back, bleeding out, goes into the, the lounge area, sits in the chair, thinks about that bat story because he wants to heal himself. Um, even though he doesn't believe it, he starts doing it, which is kind of weird. And then the bat comes through the window, and that's what he says. Uh, criminals are a cowardly bunch. Um, and it's kind of like we're in that time frame of Batman, like right at the beginning. But I was thinking this venture kind of Batman, like I feel like we haven't seen that yet. We've seen the the old Batman brooding. He's good at fucking kicking ass. I know I haven't seen Flash, Alex, but hey, uh, it's worth it for – it's worth seeing that clip. I wonder if you can find that clip online of Batman fighting. Um and we've seen the beginning of Batman in two different kind of ways. Batman Begins and then with the Batman. And then I feel like we've seen the kind of detective Batman. I want to see the adventure Batman. Let's give me some James Bond Batman. You know, the one that takes off his fucking cape and he only has the, all the rest of the shit on? You know when that happens in the in the animated series? Those are my favorite episodes where he takes that fucking cape off. Yeah. Your thoughts? <laughs> I, I think uh my brain's uh on empty on that one buddy uh it is cool i i like yeah adventure batman you're right it kind of reminds me of that run um what was it uh where he's hunting down two-face also uh, batman from scott yeah, right also, yeah yeah that one yeah with jay jonathan whatever it was Romita jr and yeah john Romita jr yeah and snyder so with the with the bat crowbar, Jr. Jr. Baby, yeah, yeah, I know that. That's what I'm saying. I feel like in that one, 
maybe he paid homage to it with that, that Alaska story. I think it was that. It might be that. It might be something else. No, because that's when that one was cross country that he was going to find two What Was it the end of his Batman run where he had those like kind of like one like quick stories, two or three one issues? Shot. Yeah. When there was like a freeze one, and they like the arts kind of like a hazy kind of looking. What fucking book is that? That's, I don't remember. I don't remember that one. I don't remember the Mister Freeze story from that. Yeah. I swear to God, I would ask Tom, but Tom did it for me before he started the show. He's never read a comic in his life. So to be fair, Tom could read them all if he chose to. He is AI. He, I know he. That's what I'm saying. Between the beginning of the show and now, he has read them all. But I'm just saying, when we started the show, he hadn't read anything. Now he's an expert. I'm going to ask him here in a second if he knows what issue that is. But um, yeah, that was one big thing that I read, and um, just made me for some reason that style and that coloring and that kind of older comic for DC. I can read all day for some reason, the Marvel way of writing back then it's hard for me. Like a sixties fantastic four, uh, issue with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Usually I just look at the pictures. Mm. But there's, there's between a sixties book and an eighties book. I mean, you're at 1989 right there. That's, that's almost in the Getting into that grungy. Yeah, uh, you're right. Thing. You're right. It is colored and, and art does look like a like almost like 60s style. I would have guessed 70 something went before I looked it up, but 89 seems light for this. But um, I enjoyed it. What have you been reading, Alex? I so I haven't caught up a whole lot of anything other than I did read Turtles. I finished our Armageddon game, and um, honestly, as much as I love Turtles, that was not enough to sell anybody who is a big fan they built up the rat king to be this big to do this big baddie and it all wrapped I me mean, it took 20 issues between the ongoing book the actual run itself some of the other crossovers <coughs> um, it was not all worth the hype i mean it was i thought the rat king was going to be this big to do he really wasn't he put in some things in motion and everyone got the shit kicked out of him that needed to including himself and now we're, I haven't gotten to the issue after. So we're going to get the, the consequences of things that had happened. But I just, I wanted more out of it. I wanted there to be some stakes, and there really didn't feel like there was a whole lot. Uh, I think I've caught up a little bit more on Spider-Man since we've talked. Amazing Spider-Man. I did read the, the Hobgoblin and the Queen Goblin. Right? Yes, Queen Goblin. Uh, they were good. I'm still not a fan of uh, Bermuda Jr.'s art, which I don't think I ever will be. There are times where the issue looks fantastic, and then there's issues where they don't look good. Um, Gleason was on a few. That was really good. But I've been work has been busy, so I haven't been able to divulge as much into it. And more importantly, Turtles DLC came out for Shredder's Revenge. I have been busy doing that. Oh, oh I did. Well, How much is that? Seven ninety nine. All right. So. Guess play has some Usagi, Yojimbo, and Karai. And then you got all these, there's 11 skins per character or palettes or color sets or whatever you want to call them. Uh, and some of those are really, really cool. Uh, Tom did state, and I did look it up officially, uh, the Alaska ba- Mr. Freeze Batman story is All-Stars Batman number six. Hmm. By Jock was the art. Oh. So I, I was ready with All-Star. 
We'll get the... been, is that first issue after the Two-Face story? Because I know that was five issues of very long wordiness. And then I must have blanked out for the rest of that next arc. I bet if I show you guys this, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that thing. Um, but, yeah, it says this one's a part one, so you're right, Alex. It's right, it right after the first one, Ends of the Earth. We've been reading, Garrett. Um, well, I was just telling these guys they need to catch up on Daredevil issue 14, uh, which is Chip and Chichetto's last issue, and Firepower 25. Uh, we're so good, so incredible. I really want to talk about them with you guys once you've read them. Um, I just read another issue of World Tree, probably one of the best books coming out right now. Um, are you guys caught up on that? I have, I've read issue four. I haven't gotten to issue five because I haven't gotten yeah. it yet. I'm not caught up yet. World Tree with the threes? Yeah. Yes. Um, so I've been reading that. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, some Marvel here. Uh, just I read the first issue of that new Batman Catwoman storyline. Um, that's going to be in the next couple issues about... Well, I don't want to spoil it. Um yeah, and then I, I, I'm still thinking of Blood Tree for some reason. I think uh, if you guys are looking for a good detective story, that's six issues contained. Uh, Blood Tree. I, I think I said that last time. It's where the serial killer attaches angel wings to uh, people and basically has them thrown off buildings or uh, large, yeah, large buildings, and the detectives have to figure out why. That's the Tomasi book, right? Yep, yep, Tomasi. I have it and haven't read it yet. Mm. So other than that, I don't think I've read anything quite new. I'm still catching up from when I moved back in June, so I think I'm 40 issues away from catching up, so working on it. Working, working. I So in a couple of weeks, I'm off work for a week. I have intentions to catch up on Spider-Man and actually be caught up. And then make a dent into either Nightwing or Batman himself. And actually, I should just wrap up my detective. I'm only behind by three. So I've got some work to do. I mean, I got a shitload more books to read after those. But those are the ones I'm the furthest behind because I have all the issues left to read. Nice. Damn it, I can't find it. I was quiet because I'm looking something up and I can't find it. Hmm. Sad day. Uh, Garrett with and Alex, am I wrong in thinking the last issue of the saga was that the last one for a little bit? Was it another break or is it it's been delayed? I think it's been delayed because I don't. I think we're mid arc. Isn't it sixty four uh, that just came out? Sixty five. Sixty five was the last one to come out in June. Oh, then we're probably we're probably done for the year. How many come out? Yes, uh, yes, how many come out at a time? Isn't, five came out. Isn't sixty five a year? But didn't we start on 59? We started on 55 when we got back into oh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, maybe I guess it, it could be for now. God, the cliffhanger didn't make it seem like it was going on a break for that long. I have to go back and read that last issue and see if he says in the back of the the book or not. But I was when I was looking for stuff to catch up on, it was like, oh, Saga. And I looked and I was like, hey, it has came out since June. And I was thinking, just like, didn't it end? It must have. Because that book is rarely, but I did see one month where it, it came out. There was like a month gap in between, but I think it was one of those five-week situations. Um, 
Was that right? Five week situations? No, February being short, it was around that time. Um, that it kind of looked like a skip a month, but it didn't really skip. It was four weeks. And I was like, where's this uh, newest issue? Where's it at? Can't find it. I want to read it, but can't do that. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was another book too. I was going to ask you what happened to that book. I mean, there's tons of books I could ask you about, about what happened to that book. Lazarus. Well, I guess we're almost done with the year, which probably will be like three years. Um, Black Monday Murders. That's never coming back. Uh, so far, you both have named books that we're not going to see anything for Black Magic. Eh, gosh, I feel like, I don't know. If he can't get Lazarus out, I doubt he's getting Black Magic out. I feel like Lazarus had a, such a momentum, and then it just kind of twice kind of like died off. Right. I think the, like, the mistake I feel that like keeps happening is he not is making promises that it's going to come out. But he keeps saying, oh, we got big plans. Of course, Lazarus is on that, like, three years away plan anyway. So he's doing that with all of his series. He's got Lazarus. Old Guard still has a third volume he's working on. Uh, Black Magic doesn't seem like it had, like, the ending. Like, that's wrapped up. So, I don't know where that guy is, what, what he's been up to. Craig Rucka? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I know he does his pro stuff. I know he... Um, was involved in like the Lazarus show that they're gonna do on Amazon. Um, and he was also working on that Lazarus game, it's like that board game, role playing game that he for some reason refuses to not drop it from the issue. Remember how there's almost like a page or two pages for that game? Um, yeah, that's what I kind of say. Like at this one point, this IP was going to be a game a tv show and now it's kind of like oh okay well how about we just finish the first thing first that's the only thing and i know if this book's alex too but when something gets hot like that and then them becoming occupied with bringing that to a different audience makes it so you don't finish it first like i would rather them finish it first then be like okay let's start now with what we're gonna do maybe sometimes they don't have a choice but i feel like your involvement is always a choice. Okay. I mean, they get they want to hop on, you know, they want to get the TV show and the game made and all that while it's super hot. But if you're also not putting the comic book out, then you're not putting any lore out. You're not giving anybody else anything to hold on to. And then five years will have passed, and the readers who loved you will be like, oh, you're back. Great. That's exciting. But where have you been? And there still won't be a TV show or a game or whatever to show for that efforts of being gone for so long. Especially with Black Magic, you don't even get a previously page. <laughs> hey, it's been five years. Remember the story? Okay, we're going right in. You know, no offense to Dudley Class, the TV show and or the book, but when Rick left to go do the show, and and unfortunately, on my at least for me personally, I felt like the book was, was lacking in what made the book as strong as it had been because he was busy doing the show. And then the show didn't turn out the way. I mean, the show was great, according to Garrett. Never saw it myself. But then they decided to cancel it. And now it's like, oh, look where we're at now. I mean, the book has ended. The book ended very well. But the legacy of what that book could have been is different now and slightly tainted with knowing that he was so busy doing the show. Right. So. 
Even though he did come after the show, he did have a couple great issues for Deadly Class, and then it just kind of ended interestingly. I do feel like he's back in the game, though. There was what's his newest book that was just Sacrificers. Yes. Oh yeah, that's the one I read. Yeah, I feel like he's coming back and deciding to um, stick around comics a bit longer. But there are people like that that I don't know. I feel like Hickman. It's not really a good example of what I'm talking about. Like, Hickman, at least, just keeps getting distracted by other comic book projects. I'm talking about these people who, like, their thing hits big and then they don't output their creativity. And that's the thing, too. I would... Here's another would you rather. Would you rather not be involved in the show at all so you can finish your comic book? Or would you, if they invited you, be part of it because you don't want them to mess it up and you want creative say? So then you take that risk of falling behind in the actual comic. Well, think of it like uh, Stephen King and uh, The Shining. You know, um, some people like you don't. He didn't put his name on either of the adaptations because he's like, you know, he's like, oh, I prefer this version, but I'm not fully committing to that because it's not exactly my vision. So. I don't know. I feel like you can give somebody a chance to adapt it, but yeah. How much it's said during the day two in that movie? Yeah, I mean, I'd rather make the source material what I wanted it to be from the beginning. Right, Alex. Oh, I mean, I stick with their books. The whole thing, and part is that I wish that some of these writers. And I remember when Rick told us years and years and years ago just shortly after I had gotten into getting into, into different books, not just DC and Marvel, I remember Rick stating that he goes, I like to have 12 issues in the, in the chamber before I even put the book out. And, and I think he sticks to that maybe nowadays, but I feel like for the longest time, especially in that deadly class vacancy run where he really wasn't doing that. You were putting out these books with Bengal or you're working with, um, whomever else i mean um not it's not seven to eternity who was the seven book am i right seven to eternity yeah yeah that was one that that was one that he had like four issues made out it was looking really good and then there was talk of doing other things and then the book went on the sideline and then he had to wrap it up and be done with it but i don't feel like that book ever finished the way it should have finished it looked great it seemed like it was going to be a bigger book yeah but it wasn't one of those like i mean there's a lot of promises getting made out, and I get for Image, they can do that kind of stuff, but you also need to stick with it. These people like myself, I mean, I I would almost give up DC and Marvel to read exclusively fantastic Image books. You know, it's funny you bring up that book, Alex, and how I feel like it should have been bigger, but it wasn't. I feel like a lot of people, like when you announce those type of books that are in a fantasy world with all these creatures and different kind of races and they're going to be interacting in this kind of way. It seems like it should be always a grand story if you're going to be taking it from that stance. But it seems like there's a lot of comic book uh, franchises that start with that kind of story and end up just ending short. Because, And I think they realize how hard it is to create a whole world like that. Um, and I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, Tolkien, this motherfucker wrote like a whole different universe. Like all this shit that he came up with. And being able to do all that, like I feel like that's what they're trying to do. And these people go and really that's why there's that G. Willow Wilson book that just came out that's about orcs and stuff like that. I think it came out recently. Um and I was thinking about getting into that, but then I had the same thought being like, I can't do that again. Like Oh, Marvin, that's a fantastic choice. That is a good book. Is it okay? 
I mean, I only read the first issue, but it was enough to. I never felt like that book was overpromising. I was getting into it for the enjoyment of, even if it was only a six issue run, it felt like Wilson knows how to handle that. I will say this um, also. I don't think any of them ever know how to start those kind of books. So if you're saying it's a good start, that makes it exciting for me. I, I enjoyed how this book started. Like if you remember, uh, I don't know if you guys are reading, did you guys read Monstrous at the beginning? At the beginning, yeah. And I think we actually talked about it on the show. But for a while, they were so concerned with like just jumping into that world and giving you all the information you can. And then it started getting good when they decided to actually focus on the characters instead. But I feel like that's what a lot of these kind of books do. And so you brought up Seventeen Eternity. And now it's thinking like that one actually had a, it did start that way, a lot of exposition, but it quickly went to having a good story about a father, son, and then like all that world building that we just sat through really, I don't know. It really doesn't, it seems like you are just being like, Hey, you figure out the rest, imagine the rest. And they just do that to make it seem like the world is big rather than building the world in a creative way, or even a way that is readable half the time. And they just have exposition like narration. So it's a hard thing, but I do also, I do like it. I want to point out, I do like how this Greg Rucka got away and we were shitting on Greg Rucka and also he became all about Rick Remender and Greg just yeah. walked away. Not shitting on him, but but those books, I I I, uh, I need to see something with those books. Well, wait, didn't Greg write that? Uh, uh, what's that recent one with the he's, robots women? He's doing Forged. Yeah, Forged, which is good. So, but I'm just like, man, you gotta finish your other IPs. And I gotta give, I gotta give credit to to Rick. I have bought most of Rick's books in the last ten years. Or at least most of the ones that really do dial into what I want. I mean, he's the man who got me even interested in semi-space-related stuff from Black Science. That is still that t- those first like four arcs, phenomenal. And what? that Scalera art, Chef's Kiss, excellent. What so, was that book that he wrote um, that we were, did for the book club? Oh, uh, End League. End League, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's also wrote in some major shit shows, but that's one that they probably should have made a TV show out of so that he would have focused on the TV show and not the book. Crazy. What happened? I thought I was going to play my sound for you guys. I had a whole sound queued up and everything. Is this it? Uh-huh. But you know who I've always noticed still, I mean, they all have their, like, their leans that they lean on. There's always the overwritten of Alex, blood Alex. and copper. What? I got it. Hold on. Now, right. let's go back to the beginning again. Let's go back to where you were, where you said, end league. Jesus. Uh, Rick Remender. What shit you... show? That he should have, uh, shit holes? And that he should have just focused uh, on that? Bourne. You missed it. It's Jason Bourne. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like also like a very old man when it comes to comic books. And what I mean by that is not that like I look down upon any other generation, whether it be older or younger, but I feel like what the writers were that when I was really getting into it, like those are the writers that I follow. I don't think I follow any really kind of new people. I think who's the newest writer that I've discovered? Ram V. Yeah, Ram V. Ram V. Taylor. 
Tom Taylor. But even that's a few years old. Well, you can't. I mean, I'm no offense. I I'm so hard to break out and go into a new person. Who's the Um, yeah? Who's that's what I'm saying. Who's like the the person that you didn't know the name going in, and you're like, holy shit, who's this? Condor. Who's um, who's writing that Texas Blood? Chris Condon. Oh yeah, I'll say that. The newest name. Yeah, I'll say that. And someone who is a new name who is writing something that we love and that is so well done. But, I mean, Ram B, yeah, he writes a lot of different things I have read. But he's not someone that I seek out to get his book. He happens to write an IP that I like. He, he has a character's name I enjoy. Swamp Thing? Um, so Swamp Thing? I have all the books. I haven't read them all. Well, who's the character? Ram V's? Oh, yeah, he, he, wrote, he wrote that 16 issue. Yeah, that's good. I read it all. What character are you referring to? Alex. Who? You. You said he writes uh, my favorite character. I didn't say favorite. He writes some characters that I know. Oh, just in general? You didn't have a specific just in mind? In no. Hmm. Yeah, Swamp Thing. I know he wrote that. Well, that's why I was saying Swamp Thing. I thought that was what you were talking about. But you're was just... he doing Spider-Man? He did something over there. I thought he did Amazing Spider-Man. I think he's writing what I'm reading But even right Ram V's been around since New 52. Really? Has he? Yeah, because remember he wrote that he was writing that... Uh, God, what was that book called? The Something Man? Um, Resurrection Man? Yeah. Oh. I think that was him. I'm pretty sure that was him. We bought that first issue a couple weeks ago. I don't remember who was right now. Resurrection. Erection Man. <laughs> Say it. You're going to get something else. Erection Man. Here we go. Oh. He wrote this? Nope, I'm wrong. I was going to say, I feel like I, that's kind of a thing. He had a huge lull in his career, if that's the case. I was going to say, Ram V, I thought it was maybe four years old by now, writing-wise. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Abbott and Land, he did something with Ram V, New 52. I swear he did a book for New 52. Here we go, Ram V. Oh, he just went exclusive to DC this July, so that explains why he's doing all this DC work now. Um. Oh, he did that run, Detective. Is that what you're thinking about? He's that currently on that run. And he was doing the um, Justice League Dark. What issue is this? This might be the book I'm talking about. No, I think that was with Rebirth. I might be thinking of Rebirth. To be fair, I don't think he did Rebirth either. His first fifty-two has been twelve years old. Oh yeah, yeah. His first book is uh. From December of 2018. So never mind, he wasn't part of New 52. Boom, five years old. There you go. Outside. I was off by you, excuse me. Um, Dark Knights, Batman. Oh, DC versus Vampires. That's what I was thinking of that he's doing right now. Or he did. That was his big thing. That's what I was thinking of when I thought of Resurrection Man. That's exactly what I was thinking. Guess what his first book was? Vampire. December 2018. I'll tell you this. Not an actual ongoing title. So it's going to be hard to pick. <laughs> but remember those secret files they were starting up back then? Tom King and Mikhail Hanin, and then Ramby took it over. Huh. There you go. Interesting. Oh, no, sorry. That was the one where they had different stories in it. It was like a, his files of different cases and shit. Who knows? Who gives a Black fuck? Book? No, it's, it's just called secret files. Black book is what they should have called it, but 
you know. So your files it was just like an it was just one shot. Yeah, it was just a one to take place for each arc. So he did one of those. It was his first book, which is not a bad place to start. So he did Batman, Secret Files number one. Went off to Marvel to do a couple things with them. Came back and said, "What's up, bitches?" Exclusive me. And now he's uh, working. So Alex, that is the best answer to give is Ramby. Five years. That's what I'm talking about. Within five. He's breaking in now. This is when he's really getting into it. He got his first exclusive deal, Ram V. And he's good. He's good. So, I don't know who I was thinking about before. But, Alex. Yo. You can listen while I ask Garrett. Um, Garrett, what's that book club called? <laughs> Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents... Swamp Thing, New 52, issue number three by Scott Snyder and Yannick Paquette. I think I'm going to ruin that name every time I say it. That sounded correct. I believe, uh, Garrett, I believe you'll understand this more than Alex, um, that this is exactly how that movie is, Bubble Boy. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, Also, they should have called this uh, Swamp Thing issue one. Because the first two issues were almost fucking irrelevant. So, uh, getting like this issue was great. Everything I complained about in the first two issues was taken care of in this issue. There you um, have to get through the first two issues to enjoy issue three. Gosh. Holy fuck, how to climb over that wall of text. But even <laughs> when they did a two page spread again, they didn't break it off into like 20 like word bubbles. It was like six panels. Alex, have you ever seen... Okay, that's acceptable. I know Garrett is actually talking about the comic book and being really uh, good about describing it, but I do have a joke for a second. Um, So I'll budge in. Alex, (laughs) have you ever seen Bobo Boy with Jake uh, Gyllenhaal? I have seen parts of it. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. This comic, this issue is a a page-by-page, frame-by-frame recapture of that movie. Here's a scene. $500 and so... $500? Yes, I... I would like $500. You want $500? Yes, I would. Please, I would like $500. You want $500? Yes, I want $500! So, that movie is great. It was very exciting. But this guy, by the way, these fucking creepy kids going to poke a fork to this kid's thing to make it makes it pushes him over. So now he's part of the. Uh, by the way, also. Shitty on Abby to drop him off in the shitty place, the shittiest like uh, uh, hospital. Being like, "Hey, you stay here, half brother. I gotta go take care of some shit." Now I don't know who the fuck these people are. These kids have creepy eyes. One of them's got a fucking fork. Uh, I don't know what's going on. There's that panel. She didn't know they had a fork because he didn't have the fork until later. There's that. forks yeah. around. <laughs> Well, they gotta eat their fucking food somehow. Have you ever been to a house that doesn't have a fork in it? <laughs> no. Well, maybe. But, but he also doesn't have a bubble child. I'm just child saying. In a bubble. I'm just saying fork is always there. So it doesn't matter where the fuck you are. There's a fork in that building. Now, I have to, my thing is that I'm judging the, the doctor or professor or whatever he is. Because when we first open up and he's talking to Will, uh, William. And he goes, you know, William, I really think you need to try to make friends. And I just wish this kid could reach out to the bubble and slap him going, motherfucker, would you look at me? I'm stuck in a bubble. I can't touch anybody. And they're weirdos Alex, out there. We can't breathe in the water, but do we scuba dive? 
<laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You know where I got those fish? Okay, one of them was a, a big mouth bass. He didn't have to go scuba for that shit. He threw his his rod into the lake and one came out. So again, I don't blame William. This is what I'm saying. His lungs out the fucking front. owner's a piece of shit. The kids are a piece of shit. The orderly seemed like they were fine, just doing their job. But like Abby just dropped this guy off. Doesn't even look how good it is. Well, she had to go find Swampy, yeah. and they had to make sure he was legit. And then uh, there's that one frame, where, or not frame, one panel where after she gets uh, Alec to show that he is the Avatar of the Green, uh, all they did was show them making out, and then you see the frogs doing it, the dragonflies doing it. Of course, we're getting that emphasis. They had revisit the anatomy lesson. Boom. You know, some yeah. sex going on. We got it. Listen, he, you know why, though? If Swamp Thing is fucking macking down like that, the pheromones coming off that motherfucker makes everything mm-hmm. around him turn into a fucking orgy. You know what I mean? He is the <laughs> orgy starter. Like, this dude cannot be any... He goes to a hotel with his Abby, his wife, and they decide to to perform coitus in, in the bed. <laughs> fucking Louise, The dude. amount of pheromones that would get <laughs> in the air conditioning... The amount of pheromones that would get in the uh, air conditioning, the whole fucking building's banging around. <laughs> Anyways, this issue was good. By the way, I I like to think that Abby Abby dropped him off a day before, so he's been there a day and he's almost dying. Um, because she doesn't say how long that she left him there, and also, um, I don't get how she goes to Swamp Thing, and then she goes, "Oh shit, uh, this guy, we have to stop him." It's like motherfucker, he was with you. Like, you dropped them off. Like, don't act like you need to get to where he is now because he's in danger. And also, like, if he was that able to connect with the rod, wouldn't you wind him by all the time just so you could be like, get out of that state, like, help him get away from it? So I'm just saying she seems like a horrible sister. Well, she dropped him off with doctors. So she was she they just, could do something. She just wanted to go visit her old boo. And be like, hey, wow. remember when you were a fucking plant instead of this gross fucking human? And we were <laughs> macking in the swamp, and things were fucking there, fucking there, you know? Swamps, little toads going at it. Remember when you used to get wood? Boom. Motherfucker, I saw, a frog, I saw a frog and a toad going at it. Interspecies. <laughs> There's a goddamn possum hanging from a tree, filleting himself. Like, this Jesus. whole... Listen, when those you don't understand how these pheromones are, and I'm going to ask John Boylan to give me an official count of this thing. This guy, he just fucks. Like, he's out there. He's the swamp fucking thing. Remember those tubers or whatever? Tubers. Tubers. Yeah. Even his fucking, those things, he's like, make it look flaccid. He, this guy's all about, you know, fucking cocks and balls all the time. What the fuck? Swamp thing. And I really enjoy this issue too. <laughs> I think Anna Paquette art is really great. And I think, as you stated, uh, Garrett, I do agree with Alex though. We need those first two issues just to erase, to figure out where we're at with this shit. Um, it's not pretty. It's not good. But once we get into this shit, like now, now we're past all that, I think it here's where the ride takes off. Yeah, but I, I still think that. Uh... Obviously, the writing was horrible if we had to go through those two slogs of issues to get here. Like, I felt like this all could have been, like, this could have just started, it could have been Alec 
like trying to figure out what's going on with his life. Abigail showing up and saying, oh, my brother <laughs> is at this facility and the rot is infecting him. And he's like, the rot? And, she, and then she helps him get his memory back and then fade to black and issue two. Like, first two issues was just basically like, oh, uh, you you have to be Swamp Thing because the green needs That's what I said. The first two issues, not pretty with how they did the exposition, but once those motherfuckers are out of the way, we're in. But yeah, I think at, the, at this point in time, they were rebuilding the world for people who didn't know who Swamp Thing was. I'm, I'm saying... didn't care. And I mean, I read, I read this, you know, three times in my life, and yeah, it's a little long to get through, but one, the art is fantastic in both those issues prior. Yes, you gotta get past When you can it, see it. I don't think, I'm not excusing those first three issues, because I feel like you could ignore all that exposition. Like, you didn't have to tell me up front what was going on, like I could figure it out throughout your story. But I think Scott just wanted to be like, here it is, motherfuckers, quit, like, let me get to my story and tell it. Uh, so... Really, um, those first two issues, I don't like. I didn't think they were the fantastic either. I thought they had good parts of it, but those parts obviously were banging your head against the wall. But I think it's um, not really. I think it's more of a DC choice than a Scott Snyder choice. If that makes sense. I think they were. Mm. I think they told him uh, sort out that history. I don't. Th- I don't think that's necessarily. I don't cool. know. I think after reading Animal Man. Animal Man was fantastic. It got boom, 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 boom. You could choose to read the catch-up storyline that he was reading about his antics and what he's been up to, or do what I did, skip it, and just listen to Buddy go, oh, man, I seem like an idiot, and that's great, and hop right into it. You didn't have to spell it all out for everybody from A to Z. But... Especially after seeing Scott Snyder do like heavy duty like care like doing that exposition, I feel like it was him. That's another book. Now that we're, we're talking about Scott, that's another book, uh, The Wake, where it felt like uh... it was going to be this whole world, and then it kind of just seems up being like they don't really show you that much of it. Like this, remember they spent so long explaining the hierarchy of power, uh, who. And what groups existed in that world and different worlds, but then they really don't do anything with any of it. So that's another one going back to that thing of people feeling like they got to build a whole world. Just put to, here's the thing. Now we're gonna, we're going to stop talking about swap thing issue. Uh, Eight point five out of ten. Um, but here's the thing. Just tell me a fucking story. You don't got to build the world. The world comes along, right. right? What's the story? What's the ABC, baby? What's what's the hero's arc? What's what's the What's the countermeasure to that? Like, tell me all that and pepper in the the world. The world's never what makes the story. Like, you wouldn't go watch Lord of the Rings if it was only all that stuff and then it was fucking boring as shit and not exciting. And, like, uh, Spider-Man or any of these things. Like, you wouldn't be like, oh, shit, he's got all those gadgets. But then every story shit. Like, <laughs> just tell me the story first. Um, so I'm just saying, um, do what Ed Brubaker does. And do what um, James Condon, like, just tell me some fucking down in the dirt. Uh, even if you're going to tell me Winter Soldier, like, ground that motherfucker. Like, Ed said he doesn't like anything past 97 because then you evolve cell phones. And then you have to explain why the cell phone's not working. Because the cell phone's ruined a lot of things for stories. Um, like, if somebody gets kidnapped, you get your cell phone. Whatever. Um, stuff like, and that's not the best example, but you know what I'm talking about. But, uh, uh, uh. 
just know your limitations. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> just know your limitations. It ain't got to be a world, Alex. Speaking of which, what's your favorite uh, fake world? <clears throat> Fictional world. <laughs> you think about two, you're coming up next. <laughs> I already got it. I don't have it. Garrett? Uh, uh, Smallville, of course. Oh, yeah, which one? Or is that a town? Huh? Is that a world or is that a town? TV show. I just mean, like, Swallow. what fictional world, like, in quotations. Sorry. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, basically, if you could live in one story, movie, whatever, in that world, that's what, it's, so small was a good answer. Small. Which one are you talking about for Superman and Lois? Uh, nope, from Smallville. Mm. The show. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to say Hyrule from Ocarina of Time. That is dangerous, brother. You going to be out there fucking hitting swords around? Hell, are we talking about penises or just actual swords? <laughs> I'm saying it because Gorons don't wear pants, and neither do the Zoras. Scary. I don't know. There's one of those things where it's like, if I was going to live in any fantasy world, that's where it'd be. Yes, it's dangerous. Yes, it's scary. But it's also, I could get from A to B within a couple hours without having to ride the horse or even teleporting. Then when I think like Breath of the Wild, it'd take me a week just to get from one side to the next and not die. Wouldn't you do Supernatural? Why wouldn't you do Supernatural? (laughs) Why wouldn't I go to Kansas? And drive that sweet ass car. Uh, that's a lot of crazy shit. Like that's even scarier than going to fight the dragons in Hyrule. I gotta run into ghosts, which scare me. Werewolves that want to eat my heart. I could, I could, you know, poison some vampires with dead man's blood. That would be great. Still driving that '67 Impala. Excellent. I'd go pick up Garrett for a couple times. He's just in Smallville, Kansas. I'll pick him up. Or we'll kill some things together. That would be a lot of fun. Right. Garrett, I can't believe it. You know, when you brought up Smallville, I always got to play a certain clip, and it got removed off of YouTube. No way. But I did find this a guy reacting to that clip. So. Smallville finale emotions. So I'm going to say this is somebody oh, reacting shit. to Garrett. Yo, we heard the music. Oh, it's bringing back so many good memories. Show it, show it, show it, show it, show it. Show it. Yo, we probably started crying. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, come on. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. America. America beautiful. America beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. There you go. There's uh, Garrett, how old were you then? How old were you when that show ended? Yeah. I was uh, 2011. I was 18. Wow. Wow. That seems like you guys were like 30. That seems way. (laughs) So we knew each other. Did we know each other when it ended? Yeah. That was the first year we all started hanging. Was the last year of that show. Literally would have met him when X-Men First Class and Thor came out. And that show ended. That's why he had to be there that night at the movies with us. 
what, what? How many seasons, Smallville? Ten. Ten. I stopped at seven. So I never saw. Yeah, anything. that's that's a good spot to stop. That's I mean, when it started getting fucky. Was good. Nine was good. Ten is kind of not great. Right. That's when when what's her face was getting together with Lex. That was six. All right. The car blows up or some shit. Six. Okay. Oh, I, the only season I ever remember is the first time we met Aquaman. I think that's like season four when we see uh, Lois Lane in her swimsuit. That's all I cared about. Alex. Yeah. This is why I don't give, I'm don't. i not going to give you powers of invisibility. It's off the table for you forever. I never even wanted it. I wanted the teleportation. God. Don't say that you wanted it. I told you you can't have it. I didn't want it. I just I just wanted to teleport from places and see if I could burn myself in lava. You and also is hard to find right now, and Tom was of no help. Earlier, I was kind of, you guys were talking about what you've been reading, and I was kind of stuck because you guys had mentioned uh, Punisher, we mentioned it at one point. Not the book. I think it just came up in conversation. And I was going to play that clip. Holy shit, it's the Punisher. I couldn't fucking find it. Why do people keep removing my sounds from the internet? How am I going to play this shit? I, you know, to be fair, I imagine that you have played that one of Garrett's excitement for Smallville enough times that YouTube's like, hey, he's overusing it. We need to pull it. Uh, he's embarrassing his poor friend when he was 12. Yes, come on, come on. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man. It's all America. Uh, America. I do, do, I do like how we did. I said, Garrett, how old are you when you made that? And then you immediately said, how old were you when Small ended? He said 18. So that in canon establishes that is him. That is him. I didn't, I didn't hear you say it like that. But Go back to Did the you tape. Did you watch it when you were eight? What? Did you watch it when it first started coming out? Yeah. 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 After yeah. school. I guess you were four when you started collecting comics. So that makes sense. I mean, yeah. And you guys are like, what, 20? Jesus. <laughs> you make us fucking older all the fucking time. It doesn't hey, make man. sense. You were four and we were 18 and we were only 30. Get your only fucking Only 30? Jeez. Yeah. I wonder how old you are now. Well, fuck. We uh, Gary, you sure you're, you sure you're 30? With the way that voice just cracked, are you sure you're 30? I didn't even fucking crack my voice. Go back to the tape. It's on there. <laughs> just like you, Just like you admitting that this motherfucker is you. All these fact, years, and I finally like confirmed. That, uh, Legends I, of the Dark Knight number one. <laughs> I know. I mean, a fucking dream, baby. <laughs> By the way, he does mention that somebody he healed somebody else at that same time, but they never showed the other guy. Maybe he shows up later or whatever, but um, what if they healed that guy with the bullet through his fucking head? Then I would believe that shit, right? If a guy came in with the bullet in his head and then it came out and he was alive, you just would believe whatever they fucking did. Just go ahead. Yeah, Rick Grayson. Yeah, Rick Grayson, yeah. <laughs> hey, when you die, all your debts are washed away, or does somebody still owe them? Usually, someone still owes them. Your heirs. Because I was wondering if when Roz dies and goes back via the Lazarus pit, does he do that just to clear his debt and come back? No, because one, he, well, I suppose, depends if they ever did a death certificate for him or if he's still alive, then it doesn't matter. If Talia doesn't fill out a death certificate, oh, I see. Yeah, that's right. I, I, doubt, I doubt Talia is filling that out 
knowing that he's going to come he's back. He's going to come back. Well, that's what I'm saying. She knows he's coming back. So he's not actually. What about dead. this, he's Alex? Just... What about this? He gets charged and he's in jail with uh, sentenced to life in jail. He escapes, dies, and then he comes back via the Lazarus pit. Is he. Oh, let me say. he Actually, you know what? Let me do more obscure. Maybe do more. Um, not obscure, more uh, not nuanced. He's in jail. He lives out his sentence. He dies in jail. They take his body, put him in the Lazarus pit. He comes back off. He's good then, right? He served his sentence. To be fair, at that point, if he was put in jail for a lifetime and he died in prison and came back, yeah, I guess technically he did serve. He did do the lifetime in prison. But if he broke he out and died, he was going to come back and live another hundred years. If he broke out and died, does that still count? Nope. Because now he's a fugitive, died, I guess. No. I don't know how that statute of limitations would work. Do you have to leave him dead for five years in a refrigerator? Maybe not a fridge, maybe in a freezer. <clears throat> then stick him in the Lazarus pit after he's thawed out? Eh, it might be okay. Hmm. It's a very inter- interesting question to ask, and the uh, world is wondering, and maybe the universe. And, the, you know, they found, they looked up at the sky... And they saw that question mark among the stars, remember? You guys remember this? Was that the Riddler or not? It was like three weeks ago. You guys, I'm being 100% serious. They looked up in the stars and saw a question mark. You didn't remember this? No. That question that they're looking at is exactly what we're asking. If he died, does that mean he served life in prison? Uh, what if he died and then they you got brought back to life? Like a heart attack. You're you know medically dead. You, you're good, right? I guess, mm. but you wouldn't be young again with the Lazarus Pit, so you would die eventually. That's not really worth it. You come back and you say, hey, I'm done. All right, leave. And then, you know, it would have to be the death penalty instead of sentenced to life in jail. <laughs> but would they... See, that only thing, though, is if he dies in prison, then they they wouldn't get the body back to Italia. They would just have to get rid of it themselves. The state would pay for it. They would have to exhume wait, the wait, 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 wait. Grave digging. You're telling me if a relative dies in jail, they don't give you back the body? I imagine not. At that point in time, they would let you, they'd probably give you the funeral rights to come see them. But why would they give you the body? At that point in time, the state's going to pay for the funeral for you. <clears throat> and depending on what they did, they may not even have you, it may not be like a funeral thing that you go to as a person. You might be as a family member. Hey, you come here, we're going to put them in the jail the prison cemetery in the back. I'm going to ask Tom right now, because Tom is, <laughs> if you... This is the longest hypothetical. Of if you die in prison, do they give your body back to your family? Tom, answer me this question. Excuse me, here we go. He says that most cases when a person dies in prison, their body is typically released to their family or next of kin for funeral arrangements and burial. However, specific procedures may vary by jurisdiction. In individual circumstances, it's important to consult with legal authorities and follow the proper procedure to facilitate the release of the deceased's body to their family. Now, Tom, the way you were talking at the end there about talking to the proper authorities, um, I, I hope that means you didn't snitch on this question. This is, as Garrett just did a second ago, a hypothetical. We ain't talking anything real. By the way, what kind of crime would that be? I'm just saying if they die in jail, do you get the body back? 
Well, so now I want to know what would the procedure be, though, if you had a serial killer? One, would the family even want that body back? I guess if Probably they. Not. I guess if there Sounds is like none. From podcast to me. <laughs> oh we could honestly, we could make a podcast about comical characters dying and how that stuff is handled. Listen, if they were uh, some sort of figure like that, I think you do exactly. Uh, what they did with a real life uh, criminal, and I won't name him, but they dumped his ass in the ocean, so that way nobody could ever come to his burial site. So that's what they would do with all of them. But little did they know, know, underneath Talia would, he, Lazarus, Talia probably has them She'd find him. She's already under there, baby. He goes down, and they fucking this this thing engulfs him, and it turns out it was her ship. She's down there already. That's part of the plan. WednesdayComics.com. That's the website. And when you're going to go to this website, what you're going to do is subscribe via however you want to. RIP to Stitcher. I've been saying this since the beginning, but Stitcher Radio, RIP. Um, hey, listen. Can't all be Apple Podcasts. Can't all be Google Podcasts. I understand that. But you little pe- fellas out there, you got to, you know, stay, in, stay around. You know, we always need the little fellas and the big fellas. So go to WednesdayComics.com, subscribe however you want to. I don't give a shit. Alex, you could go to the website every single week and just listen it directly from the site. I don't care how you get it. Listen, that's how your grandma probably listens. Not you, Alex. I meant in general. Everybody's grandma. <clears throat> Supercon.com. I'm jumping ahead to Supercon.com because we were talking about it before the show here. So Sue, S-I-O-U-X, per, P-E-R-C-O-N dot C-O-M dot com. Coming up here at the end of september this month that we're in i didn't even mention the month september here we go already in like a lion out like a lamb that was earlier remember we do a reverse out of summer wrong one but okay we do it reverse coming out of summer brother (laughs) (laughs) they come reverse it by the time we get to october you know we're a fucking lamb like in that movie uh, what's that movie called? Lamb? <laughs> Where she has a lamb with her. You ever seen that movie? Nope. God damn. Uh, so go ahead and uh, go to supercon.com to get those tickets. The weekend pass, as Alex states, you know, uh, no point in being there one day. Every day they have new shit out there you can be buying. And uh, be looking for a comic, you can look for that Legends of Dark Knight number one. Uh, it's got a shaman. It's called the Shaman Part One. It's about this, you know. Should I go back over it again? No. Oh, God, no. Where you can find that there. But go to supercon.com. They did just recently announce not only is Sean Gunn going to be there from the Guardians movie, but uh, one of the voice actresses and uh, stars as Floor in Guardians will also be there. So there you go. Uh, Very sad scene. Guardians 3. Alex, I believe, um, is still thinking about it before he goes to sleep every night. Examine nightmares. Don't worry, Alex. You'll get over them eventually. You know, we'll work through them together. Nice. Uh, go to rootsofthesswampthing.com. That was that swamp thing we spoke of earlier. Uh, and maybe he knows about these fucking pheromones. So go to rootsofthesswampthing.com. Search for pheromones, and I bet you it tells you everything about it. Right? When you get that loving feeling in the air. Do you think that swamp thing... No, let's not go there. Uh, roots of the swamp go there. Also, DC World Swampy on X or the fuck you want to look at. Um, Facebook, 
But uh, also go to Rainbow ComicsandCards.com, Rainbow ComicsandCards.com. They are one of the vendors that will be at SuperCon. Um, I also forget they're bringing somebody, and I forget who it is. Um, but go to the website, SuperCon.com. You can figure out who is all going to be there. And Rainbow ComicsandCards.com, they will be there also uh, giving up the wares. So maybe some pop figures, Alex, right? What's a pop figure that you would that they don't have out there, Alex, that you would want? I already have the one I want. Craven the Hunter. That I they don't no have out there that you want. I don't need any others. That, that I, they I don't not, have. A, I am not a pop. I, you know, pop. I'm not a big Funko Pop guy, so it wouldn't matter. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I got back into it, man. They make yeah. a Hellboy. That's all I need. Um, I want this Bubble Boy. Oh. William Arcane. Mm-hmm. Give me in this. the bubble, right? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, you can get the scuba diver option. Yeah, I know. Give me, give me, obviously two different ones. That's at least a two. That's a two part deal right there. And then also, I want uh, one where that has the pop head turned around and like blood's coming out of its mouth. Jeez, that was also in this last issue. So. Um. Yeah. Go to RainbowComicsCards.com. Get a pop figure. Uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska. Yes. Yes. Um. Lincoln, Nebraska, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They will be once again at SuperCon. So if you're traveling here, and you're looking for a good time to pick up some books, that'll be the time right there. Uh, tell them Alex, Garrett, and Marvin sent you. Uh, not hashtag SS1 because he couldn't even be here fucking tonight. <laughs> Find us all on our socials. These guys are on, we're on X at Wednesday Comics. Garrett's Garot twenty one eighty eight. Alex is the AP Keaton. Uh, or on my threads at S A L M A R V. Uh, find me Salma V. That's my name. Salma V. Like Ram V. I'm his cousin. But to play us out here, Alex. Just, I'm gonna set up the scene. We'll say our names. I'm gonna play us out to this song. Here's a scene. We're all three in a swamp. We look over, and there's Swamp Thing slowly caressing something. And you're like, what's going on over there? And all of a sudden, this pink-purple kind of mist, so you can start seeing in the air. Also, you look to your right, raccoons going at it the fastest you've ever seen in your life. And also, uh, their hands are all over the place. And, and you realize for the first time how creepy their hands look. Then you look to the left, and there's two worms going at it. And then all of a sudden you notice the whole place is going at it, and you realize you're in a very welcoming environment. So for Wednesday Comics, my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone. uh, Keep turning those pages. (laughs) 